As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I am your host, Josh G. And today I have my first returning guest. Hopefully you listened to the Jackie Brown episode. Please welcome Tucky Williams back to the show. Oh, hey, Josh. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm so excited about what we're going to be talking about tonight. Yeah, well, I thought before we get there, I have one fun little thing I wanted to just get you to do. I I, I, No, last time I introduced you as the whole actress, writer, producer, director, and I went and listened to some interviews and noticed that everybody says that. And I was like, oh, okay. But what I want you to get you to do, though, is I want you to put those four titles into a ranking. And I want to do it two different ways from your favorite, since I'm about favorite to least favorite. And then from what you deem as most important to least important. I mean, obviously, they're all important, but I'm sure you have a ranking of how you view them. Okay, so favorite for me to do is acting, then writing, then producing, and I don't like directing. Most important is producing. Uh, producing, writing, <laughs> directing, and then acting. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, that was quick. You had it. I knew you'd be. I knew oh, you'd yeah. be able to knock that out of the park. You don't understand. I'm excited. There you go. I like it. And <laughs> oh wait, one more thing because we didn't do it on this last episode. Give the story of why the Jackie Brown poster is there in the first place. Uh, someone gave it to me because uh, they know how much I like the movie, and I guess they couldn't find anything else to give me, so they gave me this massive Jackie Brown poster. The other reason, the reason it's there specifically is because we're doing these online things now all the time, and your background has to look good. And one, I, I go, I watch this Room Raider thing. They rate backgrounds. It's on Twitter. And I see what people do right and what they do wrong. And one of the wrong things you can do is have cords showing. So basically, all the light you see in this room is being powered by cords that are hidden behind the Jackie Brown poster. Yeah, so there you go. So that's why it's in all the interviews. It's a cord cover. <laughs> all right. So I know you're excited. Let's jump into it. We're going back to 1990. Bad yes. influence. Yes. You're successful, for God's sake. Try to relax and enjoy it. All he ever wanted was a bigger piece of the good life. I think I'd be good for him. Make it happen. He got everything he wanted and lost everything he had. Rob Lowe, James Spader, Bad Influence, Rated R. Starts Friday, March 9th at a specially selected theater near you. And I got you to watch this. Yes, you did. Yes, you Do did. You so let's... I got you to watch it, what I said. Yeah, because I ended up... Googling and coming across Snow White parody porn, thanks to you, because oh, no. oh, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was looking up Snow White sex tapes, and it was bringing up Snow White parody porn, and I was like, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So when did so you first is, see this? I saw, well, I saw it um, with, uh, I snuck and saw it. I wasn't supposed to see it. I think I was about 11, and that's a really bad thing, which we'll get to, because this is not a movie for... A, ch- a child has any business watching. Um, so uh, basically, this movie is Fight Club. It came before Fight Club came. 
And I don't know if I'm going to chalk it up to a cosmic coincidence. It's the same plot, basically same characters, same everything. I'm going to chalk it up to a cosmic coincidence. But if I had been one of the people who had made bad influence, I would be mm. like, this is a ripoff and I would be furious. I'd be furious because <laughs> Fight Club is so similar to this movie. The difference is, you know, Project Mayhem where they were in that house and they held those dudes. Get rid of that and instead put in lots of soft core sex scenes. That's fair. Yeah. That's the difference. Okay, <laughs> this is why a child should not have been watching it. Okay, so <laughs> I guess we're... really dirty. There you go. There you go. The dirty word. I, mean, I was fight club. Like, like, I mean, oh, I know my mother and father are going to watch this. They're going to be like, oh my god, they did everything they could to protect protect me. I was from hell when it came to audio video hookups. You know, I could just, I could just. I could watch anything I wanted, especially as a child. So they had nothing to do with this. I saw this on my own. I I was mildly traumatized. Uh, <laughs> but they they did everything they could to protect me. It it was gonna happen. It's just gonna happen. Okay. So before we get fully into it, why don't you tell everyone what it's about, so you can give away that. Basically, Fight Club. All right. So uh, basically, uh, there's a guy who's like uh, just getting along, kind of puttering along, just an average guy. And then he meets someone who's like really wild and adventurous. And this guy makes him do these crazy things and live on the edge and be living this, this exciting life and abandon his old boring ways. But then you find out maybe the guy's not so cool. And then, okay, I decided for this, Fight Club's like 22 years old now. Like no spoiler warning. Like we've got a 20 year limit on this. If you don't know how Fight Club ends, you don't, you can, you can come back to this later. You don't want to be surprised. However, 20 years have passed. I think it's safe to talk about it. Okay. So in the end, kind of left wondering if the bad guy really did exist after all. So whereas in Fight Club, they sit you down and they go, oh, Tyler Durden is me. Tyler Durden is me. At the end, they make it more mysterious. It's more right. noir. Rob Lowe as the villain disappears into the water and then he never resurfaces. Right. That's a good point. All right, so he is—he is maybe just a figment of the guy's imagination. He could be. Maybe. So, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think about that? Do you think he is, or do you think he's real? I like—I like the mystery of just not knowing. I—it's like I, I see him as like Tyler Durden. Like it really doesn't matter if he's real or not. He's real enough. And he's, you know, destroyed this guy's life and the guy's learned something. And that's, that's another difference, I think, which is that in the end, the bad guy, the bad guy dies. Whereas in Fight Club, even though Tyler Durden does get shot in the face, he's still kind of around and <laughs> he's still causing mischief. And in Bad Influence, it's like, it's just done and over with. And he's left on the pier with his brother, Gizmo. Like, what the, what was up with that? Gizmo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has a twin brother named Gizmo. It's just. Okay, so we have James Spader as the good guy. And we have Rob Lowe as the bad boy. Now, uh, okay, so imagine Fight Club. We have Edward Norton and Brad Pitt. Like, imagine those two had switched characters. So Brad Pitt is playing the meek narrator guy, and Edward Norton is playing Tyler Durden. Like, you would still have a pretty good movie, right? But you'd be sitting there going, uh, if you had just switched the actors here, this would be kind of more awesome. So you're kind of doing that as you're watching Bad Influence because you have like Rob Lowe, who's like, like absolutely gorgeous, beautiful. <laughs> he's this is pretty, like prettier than most women, and this angelic face, and he's known for these really wholesome characters, and he's playing the bad guy, 
And then you have James Spader, who, I mean, I'm not sure the guy's all there. I love him. The reason I ended up watching this movie is because I'm such a fan of his. But like James Spader is very James Spader. Like he's he's his own in his own little world, his own little acting world. So he does this amazing thing in this movie of instead of being one of his amazing James Spader characters, he does this amazing acting feat of pretending to be a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> Which for him has got to be really hard. Now he, you know, he's all his characters are amazing and nuanced and stuff, but this one is like, no, wait, he just has to be normal. But you're sitting there watching and going, wait, James Spader should be playing the wild, crazy guy. And, you know, Rob Lowe, Mr. All-American, he should be playing the one who's being tempted to change his life radically. So it's it's a weird casting decision. Well, I think, at least for me, that's why it worked. Because when you you told me to watch it, I had just went on a little mini James Spader thing and watched Tough Turf and The New Kids for the first time. Yeah. So this came at a perfect time, actually, to see okay. it in this different role. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah, so you thought it was a good cast. Yeah, for that re probably because I had just watched those two, which are okay, especially new kids. I don't know if you've seen the new kids where I he's the oh. oh yeah. He, he's a bad I mean he's got bleach blonde hair, like down to bleach blonde eyebrows, and he is wow. one of those evil 80s bullies in that one. So that guy's a trip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I saw him on Seth Myers, and he was kind of like that in real life, and Seth Myers kind of didn't know what to do with him. <laughs> oh okay i haven't seen that but okay it was just it was like they weren't supposed to get near each other but james spader was just walking right up to him and talking and you know it's like what planet are you on oh okay <laughs> I, I love the guy i think i think he really he came into i think he came into the public awareness with sex lies and videotape which is another movie we should talk about because there was lies and videotape but no sex and people went to go watch it because there was sex but then they ended up seeing this really good movie so it kind of plays these perverted characters in that yeah. in that movie he's uh he's impotent but he does these weird videotape things with women and he's does this very strange creepy thing and it's cherry theme in a dark room with a videotape and he's just kind of it's weird and then there's crash which came in 1995 which has you can actually watch these uh, scenes he does on YouTube. You can just uh, do a search on end of crash and you will realize how nutso this guy is and how, <laughs> how he's willing to push the limits so hard, which is why uh, I wish yeah. he could have been a character because he, oh, he goes for it. But <laughs> yeah. how embarrassing was it for Rob Lowe that he ended up playing that character? Right. And we specify you're talking about David Cronenberg's crash, not the uh, Oscar winning one a few years after. So uh, very know, different I movies in my little world. OK, that, <laughs> oh, well. I mean, I mean, no, I, I, the, the woman who wrote Broke Out Mountain, she calls that movie trash. <laughs> well, I'm sure because everyone knows travesty that happened that year when Broke Out won everything but the Oscar. So <laughs> what was going on? What was going on? I, I I don't think Hollywood was ready yet. I think if it happened now, Brokeback would win. But yeah, but I mean, it was like it was actually a better movie by a lot. So you know, that, I, I don't know that that puzzles me. I, well, that's one of my favorite films is Brokeback Mountain. Okay. Well, I mean, sometimes the Oscars get it wrong, but we just have to chalk it up to that. So yeah, they, they get they it wrong. <laughs> but yes, the David Cronenberg crash. Yes. Which I haven't I actually seen. I just know about. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it? Okay, I have the I have the Criterion in my house just over there, and I I'm gonna watch it soon. Again, yeah, I, yeah because I watched it when I was way too young, and then, now I need to see it again as an adult. 
Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I need to watch it for the first time. So, but I know you have a lot of lot of background information that you're dying to talk about with this movie with Rob oh, Lowe. Where do you start? I know where we start. The 1998 Democratic National Convention in Atlanta. <laughs> you're laughing because you know what I'm talking about, or because you don't. Which one is it? Uh, I mean, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but it it didn't come out till later. But yeah, I guess that is where it happened, right? This is where the whole story begins. Is uh, the Democratic National Convention where uh, I think Dukakis was nominated? Yes. Yeah, so in attendance were many actors, including Brat Pack act, Brat Pack actors, including Mr. Rob Lowe. What he did there was he picked up two women. One was 18, one was 16, and they went back to his place and they did some stuff and they made a video of it. And somehow this video was leaked and this was the first ever celebrity sex tape. Rob Lowe was way ahead of his time. Because he was so ahead of his time, nobody was ready for it. Instead of it being kind of like one of those things as now, it was this horrifying shock. Like uh, he says in his autobiography, he recalls on the evening news, Dan Rather led with the Rob Lowe sex tape. And then he's like, and then the second story was Tiananmen Square. Sex sells. <laughs> sex sells. That was the important thing. Rob Lowe was on a sex tape. Oh, and by the way, there's a whole Tiananmen Square thing. <laughs> so he did this way ahead of time. Yeah, he, the 16-year-old's mother tried to sue him. It was this very unpleasant disaster. And this was right before they went into rehearsal for Bad Influence, which I've got to say, if you just got in major trouble for releasing a sex tape, <laughs> Bad Influence is not the next movie you want to make. <laughs> I can see. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because he has a scene with two young women in it, and you yep. can't help but watch and think, oh, well, is this <laughs> what yeah. was on the scene? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's weird, right? Then, yeah, there is some sex tape watching and bad influence, so yeah. Yeah, there is also another. So this whole story involves, then I can count two sex tapes, the one in real life and the one in the movie. They're probably, if you look at this whole story, they're probably like, a couple others two are only ones I could find thus far but uh <laughs> so yeah um then there is the other sex tape in the movie which which uh, James Spader does do but um you know so he gets a little to show a little skin but it <laughs> would be funny if they had switched parts and he was playing the character who was in the sex tape but ultimately he just he couldn't win either way so apparently put this big damper on rehearsals of the movie and then afterward, everybody was saying, oh, he just did this because of the sex tape. People not knowing that it takes a year or two to make a movie. You can't right. make it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So everybody, everybody thought, oh, he just, he just did this to capitalize on it. But I mean, at the time, he wanted to get away from that thing. Now celebrities are all, all about it when that happens. They're leaking them on purpose. But he, he was trying to get away from it. And then the worst movie possible for his career came out at that time. Uh, and, you know, it makes you wonder, was he originally in the other role and nobody ever knew? And they're like, oh, we can't have you being in a sex tape while you're dealing with this. <laughs> <laughs> but which one was worse, being in the sex tape or being in the threesome scene? Because that's like a really pervy threesome scene. That, that's true. That is true. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> in real life. So it was a no win for him. I just you're wish right. you could have seen James Spader do it because the ladies are fond of the James Spader and uh, the ladies could have appreciated that. He's, he's good at like the perverse expression of male sexuality. He was in this movie called Dream Lover that really 
kind of was also softcore. He was in Sex Lives and Video Tape, and he was in Crash. And they're all very, like I said, do a YouTube search on the end of Crash. You'll you'll be like, I got it. This, oh, and then he did Secretary. I was gonna say, and then Secretary, which yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't even need to. He just needed to kind of breathe in that movie, and I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy's a trip. Uh, so eh, till the world was deprived of the of what would have been a spectacular James Spader perverse love scene but we got a Rob we got to see Rob Lowe's butt yeah see that if if you're gonna love this movie because you get full-on male butt nudity well I mean people who are loving him in the Brat Pack probably did love seeing that at the time so if that's your thing you got it fair enough so did you want to talk about the Snow White stuff too oh god are we ready for Snow White (laughs) Because it just gets weirder. <laughs> okay, so, uh, oh gosh, it was the 1991 Oscars. I know it was the 1991 Oscars. They, it was the 15 minutes of the strangest, the strangest 15 minutes in television history was the opening to the yes. 1991 Oscars. Did you see it online? I did. I watched it today and it it's, it's way too long. I don't know. Can you can you tell people like how do you convey how bizarre that was? No, I can't. That was it was a strange thing to just sit and watch, honestly. Like yeah. at first I was like, where's Rob Lowe? Because he doesn't show up to about five or six minutes into the thing anyway. So I was like, is he even in this? Because it specifies he's in it in the video. But yeah, he shows oh, up. Yeah, and he shows he, up. And he's singing to her and I don't know. It all looks awkward. He's her date. Yes. Okay, so the the tape came out in 89, 90, and then I mean, this is all still going on back then, so somebody decided, this guy who just did this thing that was maybe not so great, we're going to have him dance with Snow White at the Oscars. (laughs) Yeah, and apparently I, I did read it was like put on by the guy who directed Grease and pretty much ruined his career because he was the one that directed this segment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely destroyed it. And last night I watched an interview with a woman who played Snow White, Eileen Bowman, and she's, she's still traumatized by it. It's, I mean, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's, again, go on YouTube, just Google Snow White Oscars or Rob Lowe Oscars. It's super easy to find. And yeah. it's, I mean, people are dressed as tables and dancing and and then like all these old hollywood celebrities come out like sid sharice comes out and like twirls around and just walks off they just whisk them off stage all these major celebrities and then and then they go but i mean people don't this is snow white is like hosting the whole thing for no reason like they never get to that like by the way why, why is she doing this like she's just talking like this and being snow white and and then they're like hey snow white guess what here's your date rob Lowe. And she goes oh and then Rob Lowe sings with her it's like <sighs> so when I was a child my mother said I couldn't like Rob Lowe and I said why not and she goes because he made a sex tape and then he danced with Snow White at the Oscars oh, oh so you heard about this young okay <laughs> yeah so I was I was forbidden to like him or any of his movies because of the Snow White thing <laughs> well did it work <laughs> Did you not like him because of it? I didn't like him for a long time. I didn't like him until uh, Parks and Recreation when he got famous for mispronouncing the word literally. 
Oh, okay. He I remember that show, but I didn't see that. So reintroduced to an entire generation, uh, and by saying literally, and always doing his hands like that, literally <laughs> the best fat free eggnog I have ever tasted. Literally, yeah. <laughs> Everything he said that was that was his character pretty much was saying literally. So you have to love him for that. Okay. All right. Now you, you got any more information you want to talk about before we move on to the next part? Um, okay, let me go over everything. Uh, oh, if you do, there is an upload of this movie on YouTube with like Portuguese subtitles or something. It's edited. So if you watch it, if you see this and then you watch it, you're going to be like, what are they talking about? Get the unedited version and then you'll know what we're talking about. Also, oh, oh, I don't know if we can say this word, but Uh-oh. things that go boom. Oh, not yeah. this word. Things that go boom. Okay, so this movie has disappeared. There's a reason you have not heard of it because it's a good movie. It actually... If I haven't said that yet, it's a very good movie. Very good. Um, but there's a reason you haven't heard of it is they had to make this movie disappear because in this movie, they show you how to make a very easily. Mm-hmm. They yep. show you exactly how it's done. So like in Germany, they had to edit it out, all this stuff. But apparently this is a very easy thing to do and a very easy way to end someone's life. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 And I want to talk about that in relation to Fight Club. So I was probably like 19 when I saw Fight Club. And Tyler Durden, Durden is in the bathtub or something. And he's just, you know, talking, talking, talking. And he's saying, you can make napalm out of um, gasoline and frozen orange juice. And at the time, I'm like, oh, my God. Right. And, you know, now I'm like, that makes no sense. That's nonsensical. You can't make frozen orange juice. You know, they were making stuff up. I looked it up, though. turns out you can very easily make napalm with some household items. I can run across the street to the store. I can buy back here in 20 minutes with napalm. But they switch it out in the movie and in the book, too, in the Fight Club book as well. They switched out all the ingredients, all the stuff Tyler Durden was talking about so that nobody could get a crazy idea and go do this. They didn't do this with um, with this movie, with, with a Bad Influence. They just actually show you how to do this really dangerous, lethal thing. Yet another fun thing about the movie. I mean, because it like this just gets stranger and stranger. Uh, okay, let me see if there's anything uh, else that I wrote down. Um, okay, well, while you look for that, I'm just going to tell people uh, this movie is actually available for free on Pluto TV, and I'm pretty sure they don't edit their stuff. And also, a lot of libraries have a thing called Hoopla where you can virtually rent stuff, and it's on there as well. So it's actually pretty e- easily accessible at the moment. And of course, it's yeah, on Voodoo to rent. Right it's on now. Voodoo to rent, yeah. Yeah. But Hoopla and Pluto are free. So if you don't, okay. you know, that way. Sure, it's not edited. Yeah, I, I doubt it. I haven't seen anything on there edited. I, I use Hoopla and I haven't ever seen anything edited okay. on there. Okay, so you found it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched it. it. Oh, yeah. All right. Got anything? Got anything? No, I mean, I've covered it. What, what else okay. You- All right. We're going to move hey. on to the next part then. <laughs> You're so excited. I love it. I wrote so, all the, I'm glad I wrote this all down because I forgot about the part. Oh, yeah, that word you can't say. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you, you talked about the ending already so if they had somehow done a sequel what would you have liked to have seen where do you think I they would have taken it Fight Club, right? <laughs> that's the sequel <laughs> it's the reimagining yeah, that's the that reimagining yes. the whiz. <laughs> Fight Club is the whiz compared to this being the Wizard of Oz uh, that's not an analogy I would have thought of but I like it <laughs> No sequel for you? No, no. I know you. That's a reimagined. That's different. Yeah, I mean, oh, I would, I would just, 
I guess I would just want to see more. I guess I would want to see their adventures continue because I think, which is a good thing at the end, you're like, oh no, I want to see them do more crazy stuff. Right. And you're kind of angry that it ends. La Brea Tar Pits. Oh, that's in the movie too. It's just, there's, oh yeah, they somehow incorporate the La Brea Tar Pits into this. Like, I'm just, <laughs> so basically, Rob Lowe's character comes back and more shenanigans ensue, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It turns out he didn't die or that he didn't die. And yeah. Right. Head. And I'd like to see Gizmo again. And it would be great if it turned out that uh, what's her name wasn't actually killed, that he just imagined the whole thing like American Psycho. Right. Yeah. Right. I got you. Well, yeah. and it would probably be another stressful situation in his life when Alex reappears. And so because he's going through oh, a lot yeah. of stress at the time. So, yeah, it would like make Alex reform. <clears throat> right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So on to the next part. If we're remaking this, who are we putting in these roles? Who do you want to see from now do these? Who who did you pick? I don't pick anyone. I don't I don't put myself under this. <laughs> Let's see, who's a really freaky? Oh, Jared Leto. <laughs> that, that's quick and, and works. Jared Leto as Alex. <laughs> and as the good boy. I, uh, oh, I mean, any actor could play the good boy. You do need like a total weirdo to play Alex, though. So Jared Leto, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't know. I didn't think about it. I don't think about these things. That's the good part about my side of the my oh, yeah. side of the table. Jared Leto stories, you'll find it all. Okay. Some people think he's Rasputin because he doesn't age and he has those eyes. <laughs> those you know. Eyes. You can for like thirty thousand dollars, like go to his island, to um, thirty seconds to Mars Island, and you know hang out with him. Something you looked into, Tucky. Had a contest where the winner got to sleep in bed with him. Something you've looked into, huh? Is that what oh I'm here? Oh my god, I know everything about Jared Leto. Okay, like everything. Oh. I've got it all, and like women write extensive stories about him. Oh, okay. see, I, I've all this is new information to me. There's it's a whole universe of Jared Leto. Okay. Well, I, I'm probably not going to be diving into that anytime soon. So I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> okay. All right. So you know how we're going to do it. We're going to, I want you to sell this movie to someone who's not sold on it. If, after hearing this, I think you got to be sold on taking the chance. But <laughs> if, if they're not, sell this movie. If you want to see a movie that you can summarize, by seeing first celebrity sex tape, Snow White, and and then like it's kind of a soft core, but then it's also really good and it's basically Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I, I do wonder I if there's uh, a good exploration of the characters and you know, sort of having this devil on your shoulder. Right. And we all have we all wish we could do and say certain things and we're not able to, and this is a great way to express that fantasy is he has this Alex guy who does all the stuff that he's afraid to do and we're able to enjoy it vicariously and have the experience and we're like you know until things get really bad we're like oh my god I wish I could do that I wish I could do that right yeah no I agree I do wonder if uh Chuck Palinut or however you say his name that wrote the book that was inspired by this movie or not I wonder I if he's ever story. Hmm? you know my Chuck Palinut story oh okay Chuck Palinut thought I was gonna kill him once <laughs> okay you know what you don't need to hear the rest of the story chuck palinuk once thought i was gonna kill him like like that i mean he has no idea who i am but he 
I was like, um, he's not a big guy, Chuck, right? I mean, he's like, but he's not a big guy. And I am a very, no, I'm a tall gal. And I was, I was at the same place he was. And I had to, I had to pee. Okay. And like, when you got to go, you got to go. So I was like booking it to the restroom. He's surrounded by bodyguards. Right. But he was like stuck out somehow in front of them. And I'm like bolting straight at him. And all of a sudden he just like every muscle in his body locked up. Cause he has some total psychos after him. Like really nuts psychos his whole body locked up like this and, and and you know and then i was like hey chill out dude <laughs> chill out, chill. He's like, and i just like kind of walked around i'm like okay whatever <laughs> all right i didn't know that story. story yeah that's cool you i, I mean you look you're me. always gonna have a story anything you're always I'm wearing gonna have... this way because i'm hot I'm so hot right now. And I, you know, for these things, I have these cute little outfits and everything, but I was so hot. It's so hot where I live right now. It's so humid outside. I was just like, I can't fight this anymore. So I have on this little like dress thing that weighs nothing. And I keep pulling it up because it's in different layers, but I'm just like, I'm just burning up right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because I'm excited. How did we get on to Chuck Palahniuk? So Chuck Palahniuk. Yeah. Again, cosmic coincidence because he's just such a great writer. Well, that's why I was wondering if he would, if he was, if he's ever admitted to being influenced by this in any way. I don't know. I haven't. I should have looked that I up, and I didn't. I don't think he would do it intentionally. From okay. what I know about him and from my encounters with him, uh, I don't <laughs> think he would do it intentionally. Maybe it like planted a seed in the back of his head or something. He didn't know about it. Like I said, if I had made this movie, I would be so furious with this guy. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably not. It's probably coincidence. We'll we'll chalk it up to that. I don't know, but if any of the people who made this are watching this, I want you to know, like, hey, I see you. I see you, and I would be mad, too. All right. So something we probably could have announced at the beginning. I think Tucky's going to start coming on once a month, the first Friday of the month. That's when this is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, she wants to do more episodes. I'm going to have her on. She, she loves lots of movies, so it's going to work out great. <laughs> I literally I said, huh? Well, tell them that you asked me like 30 minutes ago. That's true, but we'll be all right. I know you'll make it work. But I, it's very good news. Exactly. See? Yeah. I just, I have a lot to say about movies. Like I said, I've seen them all. So. All right. So something I also could have asked at the beginning, but you got anything you're working on now that I know the pandemic slowly coming to it? Uh, I don't know. It seems like it's ramping back up, but... <laughs> You know what? I am just living life to the fullest. And I could tell you all the, you know, like, like people are like, where can they find you? And it's like, oh, TuckyWilliams.com. I was like, just, I mean, here, so here's my new pitch for when people, I'm going to try it out on you. When people say at the end of the interview, how can they find you? How can they find your stuff? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, oh, well, you can go to TuckyWilliams.com or GirlGirlScene.com or DaggerKiss.com. But the easiest way to find me is to find a search engine. I like Google, type in Tucky Williams. And all my stuff shows up right away. Boom. Simple as that. There you go. Does that sound good? Is that, is that nice and approachable? And yeah, I hope, and, I hope and it makes works. it easy. All right. All right. Google search engine is the way to do things. Just, just, I made a bunch of stuff. I'd love it if you watched it. I'd love it if you left a review. But, you know, we're here to have fun. There you go. I like it. I think you said you told me we're fine. That's going to wrap it up. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at YNFMoviePod. I love this podcast. Yeah, thank you. And I, I can't wait to have you back. I really hope oh, you I can't see wait you to come, come back. Yeah, exactly. I love it. it.
Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I have some stuff cooking. Well, well, we'll we'll talk when the mic is off. We don't want to give any spoilers I away. I love this podcast so much, and so many other people do, and I love listening to it. I, and I appreciate that a lot. That means a lot. Tucky really does. And Tucky, who kicked off doing my first Tarantino movie, leads into next week coming. I have the good game guy, Shane and Devon, coming on to tell us why Kill Bill should be your next favorite movie. So until then, you guys take care, and I'll talk to you next time.